0: What's up, everybody? This episode of the Smoking Tire Podcast is brought to you by Policy Genius. Look, there's never a bad time to save money. But now more than ever, finding smart ways to put some cash back in your pocket can make a big difference. One way to do that is simply to save on the things you already have to pay for, like home insurance. If you own a home, reshopping your home insurance rates with Policy Genius could save you a good chunk of change. And the best part is... You barely need to lift a finger to do it. First, just head over to PolicyGenius.com, answer a few quick questions about yourself and your property. Then PolicyGenius will compare your policy against options from top insurers to make sure you're getting the right home insurance coverage at the best possible price. If PolicyGenius finds you a better rate than what you're currently paying, they'll do all the work to get you switched own a car too? Policy Genius will compare your home and auto policies across different insurers and even mix and match to find you savings. They save their customers an average of $1,127 per year doing just that. So if you'd like to put a little cash back in your pocket right now, see how much you can save by reshopping your home insurance rates at policygenius.com. We're also brought to you by Roman. You know what Roman is? It's for your dick. That's right. That's right. Anyone who's dealt with erectile dysfunction knows how awkward it can be to talk about in person. Luckily, there's a simple, convenient solution to get the treatment you need without leaving the couch. Our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that connects you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of your home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need right from your house. Grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a US licensed physician within 24 hours. If the doctor decides the treatment is right for you, your medication can be shipped right to your door with free two-day shipping. You get unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you've got questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there's no commitments, cancel at any time. So if you're struggling with ED, stay home and go to GetRoman.com tire for a free online visit and two day shipping That's GetRoman.com Slash Tire For a free online visit And two day shipping Last but certainly not least We are brought to you by Manscaped Who is the best in men's Below the belt grooming Now that your th- your thing is all Roman And standing Make it look good Manscaping offers Manscaped offers Precision engine to engineered tools For your family jewels It rhymes folks tools for the jewels. Tools they, for your tools. they obsess over the technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Guys, I look at me. Been through trimmers. I know how this goes. You can really hurt yourself by putting the right the wrong trimmer in the wrong place. I'm serious. You can do this. That's why the team at Manscaped spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. They just released the new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0. What a phenomenal name for a phenomenal product. The third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you take a longer shave. Even if you really relax, really relax, you're talking about like 10 to 15 ball shaves here. The water resistant technology allows you to do it in the shower. How do you not love that, guys? And it's got an LED, LED light, which illuminates grooming areas like a pair of HIDs on the car for a closer, more precise trim. Here is the deal. 20% off and free shipping with code TIRE at Manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. That's 20% off and free shipping with code TIRE at Manscaped.com. Manscaped.com, code TIRE. There it is. On this episode of the podcast, Zach and I are stranded in my living room again. We talk about the Shelby GT500, the John Cooper Works Mini, the Ducati Scrambler I'm riding, uh, and probably some more things that I can't remember right now because of whiskey. It's the Smoking Tire Podcast, Stranded at Matt's House edition. Back in the crib. Yep. House show. House show, smoking tire podcast. We we're adrift on the sea. Is we're, it yes? Without a home, without a studio, yet. Today's Just Monday. Navigating by GoPro. The fire inspection that was supposed to be two weeks ago is actually tomorrow at ten a.m. By the time you're listening to this show, the fire inspector will probably have already been there. You'll either be in a great mood or a terrible mood. Yeah, but you won't know on Twitter. I'll take you. I'll keep it off Twitter. Don't worry. <laughs> um, and. Uh, and so um yeah i was making things uh, ship shape over there earlier and um, but but we need this one signed thing to have a studio and we don't have it yet <laughs> so it's like getting the wings on the plane and we're we now we're like it's like so back to square one it's like okay well, do we have to put a blanket down. Okay, we have to do... We have to, like, lower the shade. Like, it's like, oh, we're so shanty. And people have been supportive. They're like, we don't care if you're shanty. We just want to hear you talk. And other people I can just tell in their cars are rolling their eyes. Like, ugh, are they in the fucking studio yet? This is terrible.
1: I know, we're so used to uh, using the good mics. And so I kind of forgot about, like sound reverberation off of tabletops and windows and stuff if we were it was all making echo-y.
0: YouTube videos these would be the good mics that's true <laughs> people are like wow these are, that's these true. are the good mics <laughs> Talk about YouTube videos I did just listen to an episode of the dollop that was clearly recorded over Zoom and uh definitely there was a it was affected but it was also listenable Mm-hmm. It wasn't not listenable. It's not. I mean, I, ultimately, the content is what's important. I feel like coronavirus is making people accept some shitty audio quality in exchange for just having people continue to work.
1: Have you ever seen photos of the dollop when they do the normal show, not a live show? It's no. not fancy. They do it. <laughs> they do it like at Gareth's house, sitting on chairs with a little box between them, and they hold the microphones. Yeah. And their show is gigantic. Yeah. It it doesn't look like it. The mics
0: don't make the show. I know. But the mics can ruin the show. (laughs) That's right. right. They can unmake the show. They can make the show terrible. So we're doing our best, people. Uh, The YouTube channel, the Smokin' Tire Podcast YouTube channel is doing well. 15,000 subscribers is good. We were enabled um, uh, the the monetization, which it's not so much about putting ads in front of videos as it is about if you want to do live with Super Chat, you need that. And if we want to load the money gun. We needed more money. Yeah. You to you it Did you? Did we buy a money gun? You didn't
1: buy a money gun? Is that... Once we lost the channel, there was I bought a, a money gun immediately.
0: <laughs> there was a mysterious charge on the Amex. Is that what that was? <laughs> yeah. $12. I, thought, $12. Probably, I probably. mean, when I saw moneyguns.com, I really thought it was like a workout video. Like, the guys are subscribed <laughs> to some sort of a program. It's Billy Blanks. Well, yeah, all the trainers are virtual now, so moneyguns.com. That's right. so true. Have I we taken remember, that joke part off yet? i got to really make sure Hannah likes this blanket a lot. And we're using it as a coaster. Um, it's, uh, it's awful. I mean, there's, we're taking some risks. We're taking some risks in this I moment. mean, to be fair, it, it spent a lot of time on the back of two chairs. Like I, I, haven't I haven't seen it move. I haven't seen it move. I'm trying to say, it's,
1: I don't know. How often is it used for blanketing? Fucking frequently.
0: Oh, okay. Then it's folded perfectly. <laughs> Being <laughs> in the back of a chair is exactly where a blanket goes. That's like the on-deck of blanketing. When, when I picked it up,
1: chair. I half expected it to be sewed to the chair, because they were both so evenly placed yeah. on these chairs. Like, these like when you go be... to the
0: Lucky Brand store at the mall, and you go, oh, there's that, a mannequin with a, it's got a, it's got a blazer and then a hoodie right. on, and then you go to the rack and you realize, that's a blazer with a hoodie collar in it? It's just it? a hood. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Which is weird. I feel like there's something not okay about that.
0: That was, uh, what was that? There was a meme, I guess it was probably two or three years ago at this point, but it was J. Crew or one of, like, the super white brands that was doing the blazer with the hoodie sewn into it, it was the the, uh, the Tyrone Biggum's crackhead outfit. It was oh, the exact right. Tyrone... Yeah, like the tan jacket. <laughs> tan jacket with the with red hoodie. hoodie inside it. It was a kind of beat-up hoodie, like the exact Tyrone Biggum. You know what's
1: dumb about that is the whole point of the blazer with the hoodie was because you were cold and you didn't have a warm, fancy jacket, because I used to yeah. do that. And now you have the same cold... Like, you're going to be cold, you're just wearing a blazer, and now you have a hood for style? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Just wear a
0: blazer. No, it, it turns out, like, <laughs> it's, uh, it's fashionable. It's fashionable now. <laughs> That's so stupid. That know, was something
1: is. that was born out of being cold,
0: and now it's like, it looks good. Like, yeah, but if you wear that one, you're in, cold. When I lived in New York City, it was a very common look, mid-2000s, mm-hmm. to go hoodie oh. with, like, a pea coat. Yeah. Over it, not like a blazer, but like one of them three-quarter joints. Yeah. yeah, that jacket I got—you you got to have a really good one of those when you live in New York. It's yeah. super Bridget. functional. It has not left the closet once since it's been here. It's just been Fair. collecting dust in the back corner. The problem with those kind of jackets, when you live somewhere warm, you can't have a heavy winter coat. Because anytime you go somewhere, I don't want to carry that thing. Like it needs its own suitcase. It's like eight pounds. <laughs> yeah. You can only have like really light winter coats now. <laughs> Remember when you bought the
1: Morgan coat, which is, which is exquisite and a great purchase. And like five years later, I was like, "How often you wear that coat?" And you looked like never. So right, which is unfortunate because you don't travel to Norway very when often. When you
0: say "net," when I said "never," I really, li- I mean, I literally never. I wore it one huge. time. It weighs like 24 pounds. It's bulletproof, I think. 20 pounds. It's so heavy. And I I brought it to my parents' house in New York because I was like, maybe if it's already there, then if I go visit and it's cold, then I'll have it. They use it to insulate the house, I think. And my dad saw it, and he was like, this is fabulous. I love it, but I hate the Morgan logo. And I was like, why? Dad, Morgans are so cool. And he's like, I don't want to wear some logo thing. So he went to a custom shop that co- and brought the jacket, and they copied it exactly. <laughs> and he made a copy that just doesn't have. Has he worn it at least? Because he's in the East Coast? And it's- it took so long to make it took like eight months to that make. it was summer when it was done that, that it was summer and then by the time <laughs> and then by the time he got to where you know he'd put on a couple pounds it didn't really fit <laughs> it didn't. She's, he
1: needs to send it to someone in siberia like ha, send it to the happy people of the taiga so i want to see there's a picture warm.
0: of of the uh the morgan the nice jacket yeah here it mean, is it like, the Boy. morgan shearling bomber uh sheepskin bomber jacket
1: it's very fluffy
0: it's <laughs> like thick it's so fluffy thick.
1: and here <laughs> I think you need to go right, in that? the idea right. yeah and uh wow, that looks like me if i was an even bigger asshole
0: <laughs> right and i bought it and it was it was so <laughs> luscious and beautiful and i was so warm that day and i have never worn it since that guy looks
1: like the bad dude in an after school special who like takes the girl out and then tries to get her to drink a beer and they're like, don't hang out with Todd. Andrew Keegan, basically. Who's Andrew Keegan?
0: Andrew Keegan Mm -hmm. is the dickhead from uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. He's like driving an F-body convertible. Yeah. He's the the bully kid in Camp Nowhere. I know. He also started a cult around the corner. I you don't this, know this one? No, but I know the face. Well, you'd know the face if you saw the face. When you Anyone who's, who's in oh, their yeah, late 20s to early 40s, when you hear you Google the guy's face, you know what I'm saying. But, when yeah. you, do, but you don't know about the cult. No, I do not know about the cult. Uh, so he started a cult, <laughs> cult around the corner from here at Rose and, um, like, across the street from Rose Cafe. Yeah. They bought an old church or rented okay. an old church. It was called oh, Full Circle. They put, remember the sign, Full Circle? Yeah. That was the Andrew Keegan cult. They got kicked out. They're not there anymore. They got they got the they literally someone chained the doors up on them. What were they doing? I I don't know. Full circle, nothing good. It was probably the cult of like everybody has sex with Andrew Keegan. That's what all cults are. That's what they are. It's weird. I met that dude at the Whaler one night, drunk, real drunk. He was wearing a number of scarves that was like. Three times Alex Roy or forty percent of Steven Tyler. Right, like a real heavy duty stand. Heavy duty was dressed like Steven Tyler's Mike stand. <laughs> he was wearing a lot of a lot of scars, but yeah, he started cult. Oh no, my weird.
1: god! Yeah, he is the leader of his own cult. Interesting, or, really, or community, depending on which community. That's you know. the glass half
0: full, of it? right? How crazy is that? Wow, weird. Um, Very weird. So. Anyway, that's what's going on in Venice. Fourth of July weekend. It's now the end of Fourth of July weekend. The beach was empty. You see my Instagram? Mm-hmm. I posted a picture of zero people on the beach. I've never seen anything like that. It was
1: it- the quietest Fourth of July I can remember in terms of, like, no one was out. Like, I, mm-hmm. I drove to the Canyons to go for a hike. The parking lot was just 30% mm-hmm. full. There was no one on the road. There was no one on Highway 1. It was really, it was odd, and then of course at nighttime fireworks like crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I did go to COVID and coffee at Bills, which is <laughs> me and are it's brilliant. I saw God. that it's genius. People are people behave. People wear masks and shit. It's good. It's all right. It, you know, it's it's pretty spread out. I think, um, and uh, you know, it's really it's, it's become a very good good card show. Actually, yeah. like you know, obviously Bruce Meyer, who has grown this amazing Tom Selleck meets. Uh, it's like a Did handle. He? Yeah, like Bruce has got like a Wyatt Earp mustache. Do you remember going him right in right the seventies? Go to his well, Instagram. Yeah, it's it. It's he returned. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he
1: has like a detective in the seventies who's you know, like. Drinking testosterone and whiskey, and carries a forty four Magnum. Right. Like that's what he had in the 70s. Right. Like he was the
0: singer uh, from the band in Almost Famous. Right. Basically. Yeah. He was, the, he, he was a Creedence Clearwater Roadie. Yes. Yeah. For yes. sure. He sang Dude. Fever Dog. Dude, his mustache is <laughs> like this. Dude, but he's, but he's so rolled dumb. up in them.
1: the roof Yellowbird. Yeah. The roof Yellowbird from the the top speed. The test one that one. did
0: two eleven, and he rolled up with a bandana because his his mask. He, he fucks with a with a red bandana like a cowboy so he rolled up with his mask and his mustache like such a gangster parked it up front and I was like well this car show is now over nice thing but you know he's the cool'm he's the coolest guy I'm gonna ask him to drive it I've yeah. decided that because i i don't you know i have a i don't ask people to drive things I, if they offer then we talk but like I'm I'm gonna have to ask him. I, don't, I, I can't miles not on him. ask him to drive it. Oh, he doesn't give a shit. No, because he drives everything. He, he daily to Cobra. Yeah, he he's doesn't care 60s? about the miles of anything. But I don't so know. Cool. I feel like we might be on that level. Like, I think we're we're pretty. We hang out at these things now. I think mm-hmm. we might be on the level where I could ask him to drive. I think that. so. He was a very nice guy when it's he came not on like the show. Driving a '58 TR. It's like it's a '911. It's just a really fast special one. Mm-hmm. I think he would be fine with it. I really do. He said he dino tuned it. It's making six hundred at the
1: fucking <laughs> wheels. Are you serious? Yeah, he, said he
0: said it's insane. What was it making before it was tuned? He said they 580? advertised four hundred and fifty, and it was over that. He said Holy he said it's, it's not. It's not. It's what it, it's what it was. It's it's running correctly. He said. So all he did was tune it. Yeah. It, yeah. With
1: modern software, a little bit, a little bit of, little and bit of like here a, and there, like a downpour. Nothing Six hundred at the wheels. Horsepower. Jeez, that guy must be able to wheel, man. He's driven some really heavy shit. Like yeah, all you the can time.
0: drive that kind of stuff and not have any major injuries and crashes. We didn't ask him if he ever crashed anything, did we? We didn't. Are we next next time not mention it, make a note. Bruce did Bruce crash? Because he
1: was driving big power stuff back when bias ply was like around yeah. every wheel, and that's yeah. not easy. Yeah, like can you imagine driving a four twenty seven Cobra with shitty tires? Yeah, like from
0: the sixties, it's like driving on plastic. Well, his old Magnus in the canyons, he was on a seventy five turbo on slicks.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he was like, no, those are drag radios or something. Hoo- hoosiers, those are
0: hoosiers. <laughs> like, right? Yes, those are slicks. Yeah, <laughs> the um, you know, what we're starting to see out and about too, which is really funny, and it's can get to everybody for five minutes. Is uh, couple of Fast and the Furious not Fast and the Furious I'm sorry Ford versus Ferrari uh prop cars Oh they sold couple a bunch of, of those Couple of these little fakey Porsche 906s and fakey 917s we've seen like running around Dude those sold for funny. six figures Yeah, I'm sure it's crazy well, They kind of they're hilarious looking They They're really, really cool for looking. 30 seconds they look like they're worth yeah, they did. millions of dollars Yeah If you look at the interior you go that's car. not right yeah. yeah
1: people bought those for like 100 to 200 thousand mm-hmm. dollars and they were the prop cars mm-hmm. and then like and some of them have really good shapes but yeah. <clears throat> movie cars inside look different
0: yeah and i don't know what the chassis are made of if it's right. just some weird tube chassis thing or who who knows Probably. i don't even know but input almost everybody was like whoa is that a?" oh <laughs> all-
1: do you remember they had r32 skyline no, r34 skylines in movie cars in one of the fast and furious and one of the prop cars was a rear-engined car with a Subaru engine in the trunk. It was like a, it was like they a car they was going to jump or something oh. and so that the weight would be in the back. But oh, it was like... could you imagine buying that movie car? And yeah, you're like, yeah, hey, R34 Skyline. And
0: you're like, the engine's in the fucking what back, the dude. Fuck? It sounds That's like a weird. Beagle. Like that Grand National that was built to go in reverse.
1: What? They
0: built a Grand National. There's a scene in, like, I don't know, Fast 4? One of the Fast... I think it's Fast 4, right? They needed to go fast in reverse. Fast so that- Furious... Grand reverse. It's I think it's fast four, but there's a whole thing where they have basically an entire car chase with a Grand National that's going in reverse. Got it. That like right. And it needed to be at this, at this point during this during the scene, it's catching up to the thing. But but this chase ends with the Grand National going very fast in reverse, faster than one could drive in reverse. Right. And so they took a car, uh, and I don't even know if it was a. It was almost certainly not a Grand National, but they just like spun the body around so that in the inside, that's really cool, man. What that's like some speedy cop shit,
1: yeah. And he would race in reverse, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Well, he had the
0: upside down Camaro. I think they kept last I heard about the upside down Camaro was that speedy cop tried as many times as one could feasibly try to road register it, and it just. It could not happen.
1: For you that don't know and you're listening, we'll, we'll put the visual up, but Speedy Cop is a guy that races in lemons, and he always builds crazy creations. Like, he raced a Cessna plane with no wings once, bolted to a car chassis. But he took a F-body Camaro and yeah. then flipped the body upside down, bolted it back to the frame, and then raced a full 24-hour race so
0: with, a, with a body that was upside down. Speedy it's Cop's amazing that he's hits. a genius. I've got some up. We've got the upside-down F-body Camaro. <laughs> so good! We've got the sideways uh volkswagen microbus (laughs) i never thought that (laughs) i never saw Um, that here we've got uh this guy is brilliant here here we've got the uh the 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 pop-top camper that drives itself Mm -hmm. which is hilarious uh this this is the the helicopter that's a race car it's a helicopter and then of course the spirit of lemons which is a real airplane turned into a car is that the the first one he did no the the, i think the upside down camaro was first but the the helicopter and the Spirit of Lemons are both street legal. So here's him that here's him racing it, and then he drives it. Oh, he's got a, a pacer that he put two backs together to make a fishbowl. This guy's a genius. If I we, mean, it's just really, really fun Steve Speedy
1: stuff. Cop, if you're listening, we would love to have you on the podcast, you know, because holy shit.
0: I, I, I went back and forth with the dude a couple of times. He was extremely cool, as you can imagine someone who does this kind of shit would be. Oh, here's, here's the inside of the... It's a Volkswagen Cabrio with a body put around it. Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely so all, all brilliant. All his builds are like right-side-up right vehicles inside of sort of these outer kind of façade. Yeah. S- it's a Trojan it horse,
1: western yeah. movie set kind of right. thing.
0: Um, I invited him to come on the show, <laughs> and he put all his cars together. <laughs> that's fucking fantastic,
1: dude. That's so uh, cool.
0: And uh, I invited him, but that was oh, oh that's bullshit. Hang on, That's gone bad very badly. Um, he, uh, this was pre-coronavirus, and so I, uh, he had no plans to be in LA, mm-hmm. and so now we could get him on the Zoom, and that, we should do that. I should yeah, we should get, we James. should definitely do that. That seems easy because he lives in like I don't know, Maryland, DC, somewhere. Somewhere um, where you
1: can register a plane with no wings.
0: Yeah, I mean, just somewhere far from here. So awesome.
1: <laughs> what a genius, dude.
0: But uh, That's what
1: makes lemons great. That really is. Like,
0: yeah, Some people uh, just yeah. go ham like that. Oh, he raced a family truckster. He built a family truckster that's pretty cool. All right. There's... And then what the fuck is that? Oh, that's not Speedy Cop. That's just a dragster on top of a Cadillac. Also condition. a great idea. Hey, you know, sometimes you got to do that.
1: If you've never been to Lemons and it's nearby you, you should go and just mm-hmm. watch. Just like walk around mm-hmm. the paddock for two hours and mm-hmm. have a good time.
0: We'll get a hold of him. He's what the is man. the fastest you've driven in Reverse? Now, that's an interesting thought. The fastest I've driven in Reverse. I think I topped something out in Reverse doing something for Drive or... I don't know some silly thing for a TV a new show a we've car done. Show? I feel like it's in the fi- the low fifties, maybe. Sounds right. Low to mid fifties. I have a recollection. Remember when fucking Adam Corolla house Neil Mans yep. Bentley? It was, was a it.
1: different person that did it. But oh, yes. did Dan
0: Neal do it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought. <laughs> it, oh, Corolla did the, the 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 thing where he put it on a. It was uh, it was a bit where we were trying to get the best fuel economy. Right. Or, just, or something like that. Trailers and uh, yeah, I think he just put it on a lift and just air spun the wheels. And then Dan Neal was trying to trick the odometer by driving in reverse. Yeah, it was in like a Bentley a... GT, and it was the executive producer's yeah. personal Bentley GT. And we learned very quickly that if you drive in reverse for more than a couple minutes, when it's a hundred degrees out, the air conditioning going, and we're talking high speed in reverse, right? He was going pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, you will actually overheat that engine, right? Because the <laughs> air is supposed to go in the front. It is supposed to go one yeah, way. this is not Turns a drift car. Turns out cars are not designed to go in reverse for extended periods of time.
1: That was so fun. And none of us knew because the runway was, a, you know, three miles long, and, by, and he was way down at the end. and we was like, oh, that was really funny. Hey,
0: Nikki, you want to come up? Um, Maybe Nikki will join us. I was filming a
1: thing for Kia, and we were resetting back to one. It was me and the Precision driver, and he was driving a GTS, and we decided we were just driving backwards. A Cayenne GTS? Uh, Kia Stinger GTS. Oh,
0: sorry, it's Kia. Yeah, Stinger and GTS.
1: So he just, we just both started accelerating in reverse, and he starts going faster and faster. And he was like, "There's no limiter on this car," and he's going like 55 in reverse. It'll just take it to redline, and then he let back off. But it's, it was that's really it's so fast. So interesting backwards.
0: about reverse is because like, a it's 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 geared in a really strange way, right? Because it's got to be geared. So that your your idle creep is kind of the right speed. Yes. you know what I mean. I think it's geared gently, so right. like you
1: can't, hey, Nikki. It you
0: you like can't be like down first down? gear where you bump the gas and then suddenly you hit the car behind right. you. Right. It's yes. It's it gently is the right thing, but also nobody ever takes a car above <laughs> above idle speed in reverse. Like whoever no. you know, except in like a fucking gangster movie, right. who's ever doing that. And so you find out really funny things when you try that, like. Oh, there's no limiter. And if you redline reverse, it's like, wasn't the Crown Vic like 60? That would make sense because it was a force. It, it, you know what it feels like? It feels like reverse is second gear right, in every car. Right. It's like it's second gear. I just, It just came to me when, when I topped out a car in reverse. It was a Porsche Cayenne Turbo. It was a press car. It was for something we were doing on the car show. And it Willow was at Springs. Willow Springs. Right. And it was a ridiculously high number. Yeah, like, it might have yeah. been
1: over 60. Yeah, think, you did Turbo S versus X5M. Oh, and it was yeah. you and, I think, Corolla comparing fast SUVs. It and you was, hot yeah. Lapping. Yeah. Jeez.
0: It was 60 plus. That's so,
1: and it's really, you got to be very careful twitchy, with the wheel. Very, very twitchy. twitchy. Because you know, like a shopping cart, if you move that wheel one yeah. degree at that speed, like, yeah. that front's coming around immediately. Yeah. Like, yeah. G-turns are not difficult, at, they get easier the higher the speed is. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> the Tanner Faust is like, no, they don't. But yeah, the initiation gets a lot easier. If you're going slow, you need to do like, you know, the Scandinavian flick in reverse.
0: Um, so, cars? hmm Continuing with cars. Well, I spent a week with a Shelby. Oh, yeah. GT500. You spent a week with the first Mini to have over 300 horsepower. Yeah. The hilarious body kit on yes, it. Yes, indeed. You want to start there? Sure. Let's Um, talk about Mini. Let me go back to your profile. Find find the uh, (laughs) when this motherfucker rolled up to the crib, I was
1: dying. (laughs) I don't. It does not look the wheel. So, so for people that are listening, like it has these spats on it,
0: or like this is the Mini John Cooper Works GP. GP. Yeah, which is the ultimate Mini nerds Mini. It is, and it's. To its credit, it has
1: 75 more horsepower than the John Cooper Works regular, which and 94 f- five more foot-pounds of torque, which is like that's a
0: lot. It's like, is it, that like intercooler? What's was it have? It's got a, a Bunch uh, more sure.
1: boost, like different internals, uh, different oil cooler, different like Like oh. you know, they just crank everything up a bit. Nice. But that's a huge jump for two little letters. You know, yeah. it's not so it's not
0: like a gimmick trim. But and the in previous iterations, the GP didn't have much more power. It didn't. The GP would have like 10 more horsepower. Yeah. It was all about weight reduction and limited, you know, bullshit. Which they still do
1: here. They, like, they stiffen it. It's got stiffer bushings. It has, you know, rear seat delete, so it has a cross brace instead. It has way more negative camber. I mean, it's it has all those things the old GPs had, but they just crank the power up a ton. It's the same engine you get in the M235i, like, super boosted 2-liter.
0: Wait, wait. No, the M230i? M uh, Two thirty five I read two thirty five,
1: which I know they used to be an inline six. Oh, did six. they
0: change the name?
1: I think they changed. It's a
0: two thirty five is a four cylinder now. Yeah, and the oh, you had to get the forty to be it. Yeah, to oh. get the inline six. Really? Oh, they're getting sneaky. Yeah, I didn't know that. It's probably my job to know that. Actually, there's I can't so keep many up things.
1: Yeah, yes, yeah, the same one as the really M two thirty five I Grand Coupe, which is oh, three hundred you know horsepower, three thirty two torque.
0: I, you know, I just, I, it's, you know why? Because they, they, because the 2 Series is the front wheel drive now. Mm-hmm. That's why I... Well thirty five right used farther. to be
1: in line 335.
0: Oh, well, and M two is think. a rear wheel drive car and yeah, right. so yeah. Yeah, if, if they name series the cars- is front wheel drive now, people they they did a bad thing there. If they named
1: the cars Steve, John, Leslie, <laughs> we would remember these things, but there's just too many
0: The two thirty five went from a rear wheel drive car to a front wheel drive yeah. car. Yeah. Okay, now I'm on the same page. So yes, it's a boosted two-liter transverse. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have huge power, automatic transmission. I mean it's, it's- got a real big wing. The real big wing. The wing
1: is not the most ridiculous thing about the aesthetics of this car. It is a huge wing. It looks like an aftermarket thing. Um, it has a little cutout for the antenna, which is very funny because it like all the tech in this twenty twenty one, but the antenna is still an old school wire, so it has to have a gap that it goes in. Right. Like you know, it's like a G it's like a G G string that goes down the middle of the wing. No, but I took a photo um, earlier today.
0: We'll show it in the video Show of the car.
1: But, the, I mean, the big thing, like, so it's, it's fast as hell. Like, it's really fast. It's 300 horsepower, and it's 2,600 pounds.
0: Like, it's fucking quick. Oh, yeah. That's it, like our, our Fiesta ST back in the day. I think it had more power. They're it's moms. like that. Yeah. So
1: take that, but don't give it the suspension softness you enjoy. And no. I think the steering, this seems to torque steer in the corners more. Like, mid-corner, you get on the gas, and you feel it tugging. And it's electric steering, I believe. I need mm. to look that up, but it feels electric, so you're not as connected as you once were. But it still has like the mania to it, so it's a weird thing to drive fast. Is it fun? It's fun. It's, it's fun and exciting, but I it's think it clutch? feels too serious. No, it's just automatic. It's torque automatic.
0: converter auto. Yeah, which well, that's a
1: real problem. It's kind of weird. It's pretty quick, but on downshifts, the
0: gauge, the
1: gauge downshifts before the transmission.
0: You see, this is this is one of these things where. One of the problems, you know, when they started talking about, so the first, I believe the first production car with a digital tech was the Lexus LFA. Mm-hmm. Because the engine could, because the, a the needle couldn't keep up because it revs so fast. And I went, I'm not, I try to not be much of a slippery slope conspiracy theorist, because like John Oliver says, it's like, well, where is it going to end? Somewhere. That's, a, that's my favorite thing John Oliver said in the last six months. Where is it going to end? Somewhere. It ends somewhere. Anyway, this is what I was concerned about Where you can fake the engine revving faster than it does By having a digital, yeah, yeah an optimistic tachometer You know, and I thought I was
1: being a jerk And then I, and I watched it, it was in GP mode And I downshift and I watched the needle jump And then I feel it Like it's a, it's a very noticeable delay <laughs> Compared to PDK or, or even like the fast ZF boxes yeah. This is an 8-speed made by um, ISIN A-I-S-I-N and
0: well, they do a good job in Lexus vehicles. They do. The, yeah, the, the ISF and GSF, all those LC five hundred. That's is from wheel drive yeah, situation. Yeah, it might be different gearbox, different box, yeah.
1: different programming. Yeah. I mean, it's
0: you know, it's, it's quick
1: and stuff, but that that that's a little bit of a bummer. And then the the thing around the wheels, like this car is wider by forty millimeters than the JCW, the uh-huh. regular John Cooper Works. So they they needed fender flares, and they got created with the fender flares. But to me, it looks like. When you when you pull a TV out of a box and it has the the styrofoam around it to keep it vertical, like so it doesn't tip over, like I feel like this has packing material around it to keep it in the box.
0: Yeah, it's uh, Zach's um, photographs on his Instagram. Let me just get another another picture of it from Mm -hmm. from 45 degree angle because your pictures are lovely, but they don't do it real justice. Um, Jcwgp. It at a 45 degree. Okay, here we go. Here at a 45 degree angle. It really it looks like a like a crazy um like Japanese kind of like uh like super GT, you know, Toge battle kind of car. Like it's just, these things are just like sticking off it.
1: Yeah, it's... and air
0: goes inside of in between them. And then this one has this funky strange cutout for the fuel cap. Right. <laughs> like It's uh, like it's really just kind of strange. You know, it's like
1: it's like um, when people put a wide body kit on their car, but they don't cut the other fenders off underneath them, (laughs) right? Have you seen that with like drift cars and stuff? Mm -hmm. So it's it's kind of like that, where there's like this weird vertical skin that goes around. A lot of money on the Fox
0: body to do that, to have the real. Yeah, to have the to have, you know, with the Fox body, what was interesting about because I it had the rivets, and the rivets were real rivets. But there was more holding the over fenders on than just those rivets. Mm. The rivets were a style choice. Got it. As opposed to the blend. I didn't want the blend. I wanted you to know there was an over fender on it. But to the underneath of that, what it looked like inside, in order to have it A, be pretty, mostly watertight. Right. uh, And B, not have any rub. Um, it took, that's where all of the money went. Oh, because they the had to carve work. the fenders away they had and to carve it, it all inside, welded together, fill it, like, that's Got where it. all the money went. It was really, really interesting. I, yeah. And it was to avoid this type of look while also having an over fender. It's, it's really, it's a weird thing. It's, like uh, Hellcat wide body charger does this very well of course i saw why well, body charge on the
1: street yesterday i was like yup, looking car that looks great because that's traditional over fender that, yeah. you know what this is your over fenders normally look like they're growing from the top down mm-hmm. this is from the ground the bottom mm-hmm. up this is like ivy so it's like over fender grass over, over <laughs> fender grass that is grown from <laughs> inside the fender and then it, i mean it goes halfway up the body it's uh, now to their credit some 13-year-old Let's kids walk by me angle. at the parking lot, and I was, and they're like, "Cool car!" And I was like, "What do you think of these fenders?" They're like, "I think that's awesome, man!" Yeah. I was like, "Okay, well, you know that." can buy I one. Had, for I it. had
0: a similar experience with a car, with other cars that I didn't find so so attractive either. The, you know, I had some kids go completely batshit mm-hmm. over the four-cylinder Supra. Now it was right. yellow and it's new, but that I was driving that car, going, "Man, this thing sucks!" And someone's pointing at me, going, "Woo!" Okay. How much was that car?
1: How much was that car? Forty three thousand yeah.
0: dollars. Wow, this is forty five. This would be that way drove, faster. How much and was the one drove? That, so, Supra. Oh yeah, oh from but years so ago. A bunch of shit. What year was that? Twenty twelve. Uh, for forty five thousand dollars, bro, you're getting a Camaro SS One Le. You're 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 going really fast. Yes. You're buying you're buying cars that are not just fast in their class. You're buying cars that are like in lightning lap. Very true. <laughs> You're buying, like, real cars. Do we do that in 2012 or Granted, I haven't 13? driven this thing yet. I, ha- I haven't been out in this JCW. It's, it's been with Zach the whole time. so I do think the front end finally looks like the Chinese knockoff of the first-gen one. <laughs> they, they finally uh... reached the Chinese... It doesn't... It's, it's not the right shape. The front... The, oh, the, the regular Mini Cooper now has the same size front mm-hmm. as the first-gen Countryman.
1: Yeah. You can get this engine in the new Countryman also if you want four-wheel drive.
0: Guilty it's pleasure. Remember we had the, that Countryman in Spring Island yeah. at, my, at my parents' place? It was pretty rad. Yeah, it's fun. It was, I, I, don't hate, I don't have hate for the Countryman, actually. No, no. But I do have hate for the two-door Mini becoming the size of the Countryman. Like, I miss the R53-sized Mini so much. We had so this, right? Much. Yeah. So this is the 2013. God, even that one. Look at the, look how much better the front end is on that 2013. Oh my god.
1: It's a little better. I think I think the new one from the front, the in co- the color this comes in is great, which is awesome because you can only get in one color. The front with the red accents uh, look pretty good. How much this is the
0: 2013?
1: Uh, thirty nine grand.
0: So thirty nine, and this is forty five. Yeah. Which really isn't the that first a big gen one. The the oh six. Which, in my opinion, was the best one, and it will probably be the most collectible. Uh, they only made 250 of them. Damn! Um, I think was the best looking, and it was 39,000 in 2006. Oh, this one? Yes. Yes, because
1: that looked like a normal mini with yeah, a little wing on the back, with some
0: racy stuff yeah. on it, and a rear seat delete with a fatty roll bar in it, and it was like it was only 10 or 15 extra horsepower, but it was all this weight reduction stuff. It was cool. Mm-hmm. And I modeled my personal JCW Mini, which was not a GP. After that, I got the GP wing. I did the rear seat delete with the, with the strut bar. Um, I, I, I did wheels that were a little different, but looked, you know, so I basically went for that. Right. And I spec'd mine, same kind of deal, like the, the, okay. the, the light, lighter seats, the manual seats, the no sunroof, you know, all that sort of stuff. I mean, but I, I drove one of those first-gen GPs. They were rowdy. The supercharged ones, God, that supercharged engine was so fucking good. So I miss that engine. That, that engine, cool even engine. when I hear someone driving by, you know, like in bah. the canyons, that whine, it's got, it's got a, this beautiful pitch to the exhaust and then this great supercharger whine, especially if you have an aftermarket intake. It just sounds amazing. I got in so much trouble driving mine. Because small the, cars, you feel like you can drive most, like an asshole, huh? Even more than the Fiesta ST, that car in particular, because it had a little bit of BMW ness to it, especially the first gen ones. A little mm-hmm. bit of BMW ness to it, a little German, little German engineering, but then this and this, you know, and this really. Made you want to drive a complete piece of shit. It was really, really fun. Because
1: if it's a cool sound, you want to hear it, and you only hear by yeah. winding it out. Yeah. And then when the car is small, you're really nimble, and you mm-hmm. can scoop between cars, and you know, you kind of feel invincible. And I put
0: a sport cat in it, which uh, I don't know if it passed emissions or not. I was living in Connecticut at the time, and they didn't have a they don't have emissions for new cars, so I never had to I never had to sniff it or anything. Um, but it it was a it was a real. It was a burble, but no burble. To, not a burble tune. It was really? like straight up <laughs> exhaust ignition, uh, you know, and, and bleeding off boost and stuff like that from the blower because I got a. I pulleyed it up and did all this other crazy shit to it, and uh, the very first day I bought that car on the way home from the dealership, it had six miles on it, and I got a ticket for ninety four to fifty. <laughs> on the way home from the dealership, unbelievable. Ooh.
1: They're fun, man. It does not make you feel like, like you can get away with that stuff. And this thing is fucking
0: quick. You mentioned in our text conversation last night, because we're talking about what road we're going to go film on tomorrow, that the gearing is too long for the tight roads. What's that about?
1: I think it's just probably uh, an efficiency thing to get MPGs you know, nowadays. The same, way, the same reason the front of this is huge. It's probably for crash standards. Yeah, pedestrians so, or whatever. Like pedestrian stuff. Yeah. Um, the, the transmission just feels it's an 8-speed. And I was on a medium-tight canyon, and second gear, if I wound it out, felt like I was being going way too fast. And third, I'd be going even faster. So it just, that takes away from some of the, like, <laughs> manic small roads. Like the be thing's geared road like thing. a Cayman GT4, that'd be hilarious. That would be, it, it's, it feels like it's geared for a road course, where it would probably go real fast and scare the shit out of you. But it, for, for me, these cars are great for small B roads, like Miata roads, oh. stuff like that. And it just, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to experience it more tomorrow. I haven't driven it that hard yet, but um, first glimpse was like it just felt a little tall. That's but I know something. they do that because they have to get efficiency. But it's a There'd bummer be with this. Efficiency
0: and it might be better matched with like a a medium, you know, cars that have this that early turbo shove and then a fat mid range and then it dies up top, mm-hmm. where they don't say this, but you're really does, you're really supposed to be short shifting at like the high fives. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Sometimes those benefit, like long gearing benefits that. Like the long gearing everybody complains about in Cayman GT4 works absolutely brilliantly in the 911 Carrera S. It's the same. The gearing is the same. Wow. But because you've got a turbo shove mid range where you're really kind of shifting it the high, mid to high sixes instead of winding it out to eight and eight and a quarter or whatever that engine is. it's just better matched up, and so you're uh-huh. not complaining about it, yeah. Yeah. If, like, as long as peak torque happens and peak horsepower happen in sort of the right places, you know? Yeah. That's it, it does make it less noticed. fun. Yeah. Like, if you have a low, like, that's the Supra, the four-cylinder Supra. You can make work of it. Like, I was bitching about it, but like okay if you program your mind and go look I'm I got to drive this thing between 2200 and 5400 yeah. you can go fast doing that you're optimizing it but like what kind of fucking sports car is that when you, you you really you just spent all that money to keep the engine at to under 5400 like Well, think of, buy think a of diesel.
1: your average person that goes to do a test drive that doesn't that isn't like an enthusiast driver they want to feel that shove and feel that's that power problem. that's the problem yeah. is when you
0: optimize for the test drive right it's how cars got too stiff. Yeah, totally. They're finally starting to fix this, but cars got too stiff because stiff to a normal person means sporty. And you can only drive on it three blocks drive. on a test drive. You go, wow, this is a race car. Uh-huh. And then, you know, <laughs> that's like <laughs> this Tom Segura told us, tuned. man. Yeah. You know? I drove Tom's E63. Uh-huh. It's got a Rentech tune on it. And I love Rentech. It makes the craziest... What did you do to your lap? I sat I on like the wire. You kind of fucked it up a little bit there. Um, it makes the craziest noises. It, ha- it I th- That car makes just about, I think I have some f- a photo on the gram. That car makes just about every noise that uh, that you would want a car to make. It makes the V8 noise, the bark. Yeah. It makes a blow-off-y noise, a, a fast and the furious noise. Uh, it has an intakey kind of whoosh. And then it has this weird noise, this little ps that it does when you change gears. Huh. And I, I'm not really sure what it is, but it sounds cool as fuck. Uh, recirculating the uh, blow-off, maybe? Maybe, yeah, maybe. Not sure. Makes cool sound. Uh, that car makes every good sound, all in one.
1: Do you think AMG <laughs> makes the best sounding cars right now? Like, mm. do they know
0: sound better than anybody? Well... They certainly make the best sounding of any of those four liter twin turbo right. engines. So you know of any, and I know BMW is a 4.4. And I don't
1: think, and I'm not trying to say like which cars sound the best because different cylinders. It's like they seem to nail, like you're just pointing out, lots of different aspects of the acoustic experience of cars.
0: Yeah, and they always have. Well, and like. the, yeah, they they usually get it right. Yeah. they usually do get it right. Ford on the, we can talk about the five hundred. Yeah. Uh Ford Ford got this one right too. I'm pretty sure there's no speakers involved in the sound no, of don't this need vehicle. Them. <laughs> but but the sound of this vehicle, even though you go from the um the flat plane crank back to the cross plane crank, um you do keep you do get the the heads from the three fifty. And so everyone was talking about the crank, the crank, the crank when the 350 came out because it makes the sound so much different. Yeah. But but the real amazing thing, the real thing that helped it rev as high as it, as it did was the heads. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you run a supercharger, you can't rev the, the blower that high, but so the red line is lower. And so when you do, when you lower the red line, you lose the benefits of that flat plane crank. So you go back to the cross plane crank for for other reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still spins to seventy five hundred. I mean, with the with the with the blower on it. That's
1: a and ton. And so,
0: yeah, and so, and you've got this dual clutch, which is crazy. <laughs> I mean, so so to get in a Mustang, and spin the knob, and you know press M, and and have all of that power, and not just all the power, because Hellcats and Camaro ZL one one LEs had the power, but the Mustang it's different. With the Mustang, you've got a dual overhead cam engine. It's, it's revier. You know, you've got a little, a little more of that precision. Um, and but, but I talk a lot about in videos about like Mustang horsepower versus like Porsche horsepower. Mm-hmm. Like Porsche has like less drivetrain loss, so feel like it makes better use of 450 horsepower or whatever. So if you line up a 450 horsepower Porsche and a 450 horsepower Mustang. The Porsche is going to house that thing. This is, I mean, it's still you know high three thousand pound type car, but this is a, the this feels like less drivetrain loss than I've ever. I mean, this thing, wow. this thing is like, it is, um, it's really rocking. Um, I mean, obviously the lack of a manual is disappointing, but like, I. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd prefer a manual to this gearbox. I mean, I like the 350 with a manual. That that's really well matched. This is like almost too fast. Well, like the GT2 RS doesn't
1: have a manual anymore, yeah. right? Like that's the company we're in right now. Yeah. Which this revs to 7,500. How many other cars, period, rev above that on sale today? That, like none. Not a lot cars. for this m- amount of money. I mean, um, even in general, like that's really
0: high. Yeah, and so you know, it's 760 horsepower and 625 torque. Jeez. And it's, yeah, blah, blah, you know, you bang off shifts, like, you know, crazy fast. Um you Chris, know, this is supposed to be really fast. This Tremec gearbox, it, it, you know, for years, the argument against dual clutches is, is they can't hold the power. They can't hold the power. They can't hold the power, right? That's why all these fast Jaguars and all this other stuff and all, all these other supercharged V8s have been using automatics, right? right? It's because, oh, they can't hold the power. Well, here's a dual clutch that holds more power and torque than the PDK in the GT2 RS. Wow. And, I mean, I didn't drive very much with it in automatic, like, fast, so I, I don't necessarily know about its, like, predictive shifting and stuff like that. It's fine as an auto, but, like, like in the city or whatever. The ma- as a manual, it's rad. I mean, it's really, 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 really responsive. You it, if, if the revs exist, between where you are and the red line, you will get the gear. Wow. Even if it's there's one extra at the top, you'll get the gear. Wow. Um, it's very fast up and down. Uh, I've doubted kind of for a long time the ability. I, I also thought when they weren't using dual clutches in these muscle cars, that the engines couldn't rev fast enough to keep up with that. This engine can. I mean, this this is really pretty something pretty different, and I and I went with Segura, and we switched with his. So, you know, obviously his his hundred and fifty thousand dollar E63 with the carbon pack and the bucket seats. And all, you know, it's it feels more expensive to the touch, mm-hmm. but if you put a passenger in either car, blindfolded them, you know, this thing is the the Shelby is way more like an AMG than it is like a Mustang GT. Wow. I mean, it the gearbox completely changes the game. Because now, you know, now we're at the kind of sensations, you know, because it's not just power. It's power with... Right. You know, it's precision. Power yeah. associated with the kind of precision that I really associate with much more expensive metal. Well,
1: because AMGs mm-hmm. are like they are the it's where it's where muscle cars meet Porsche to mm-hmm. me right and so now you have that only it's just coming from Ford it's
0: yeah i mean if you know the stuff you touch is still mustang right it's still you know the seats were Sorry, fantastic driving experience, yeah, though, yeah, yeah yeah driving experience so and you know it's there wasn't you know the the thing about the mustang all of the mustangs are if you look at a car like the the Cayman GT4 or the BMW M2 or um, um, know, let's just use those examples. Ford Windstar. It, it, feel, Ford Windstar. <laughs> it feels like you took a chassis and a powertrain and, a, and a, an interior, and then you kind of sucked the body around it as tight as it'll go. Mm-hmm. It's very taut, so taut that like the wheels bulge out. You know what I mean? Right. Short overhangs, that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mustangs feel like you took that M two. And shoved a pump in it and went thump, 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 and filled it full of air. It feels like in between the wheels and the and all the and all this stuff there's air, and it could be tighter mm-hmm. around it. you know what I, mean? Yeah. and so that's where the mustanginess comes from, right seats Recaro, fantastic steering wheel, you know going back to back with an AMG, the steering wheel's basically the same. They use this the suede covered you know aluminum, all this stuff like that's nice. You know, and it's a Mustang, so it's totally functional daily driver like smooth. It rides nice. You know, adjustable suspension doesn't ride too stiff. Like, nah, actually, it's good. It was okay. fine. Normal mode, fine. Yeah, no, com- no. I mean, it's firm, given the performance, but it's not. It's not horrible. Not abusive. Um, the only thing mine didn't have the carbon fiber wheels. That's optional. 18 okay. G's. Having driven the three hundred and fifty R, makes a big difference. It's a, so much unsprung weight, so much rotational weight. I, I might have to beg Jason for down the road to try one with the carbon wheels just to see. Mm-hmm. But even without it, bro, wow, mobbing. So I mean, so you're you're going so fast. It's it's. It, I think I wrote on Instagram. It's it's not just it's not just speeding. It's for like really obscene. Speeding because I mean, like,
1: this, this is super car performance,
0: like it's that's so real. it, really, fast. really is. It's so Ooh. fast now.
1: How did this feel compared
0: there's to there's no way this thing doesn't do 200 miles an hour? There's no fucking way this thing won't go no. well. 200. No, because if the old GT500 with yeah, 100 that, horsepower less that's did weirdo one, then like it's in some downwind, you know, right. downhill, but it was still yeah. close and yeah. it was 100
1: horsepower down. Uh,
0: this or with or is the R1, how do those feel? Well. The ZR1, what's amazing about it is when you're just kind of chilling up to five, six, seven tenths, it feels pretty normal and fine and good, right? You get it with a stick and it's cool and it's a Corvette. It just goes like pretty, pretty fast, right? When you really start to go and you're like threshold breaking and man, you know, really going fast, it's a lot to be driving with one hand. You know, you yeah. really, you really, when you're going that fast, like, I realize there's some people that are either so skilled or so macho that they're going, Matt, you fucking bitch." But like this is how I see it. I can't keep up with one hand on the wheel with a 750 horsepower car. So, I think Ford's product positioning here is good. Like like, oh, you said this
1: versus the R1. Do you, do you feel like one is more usable like usable around town, which one? The Corvette is, is just
0: as much a regular Corvette as this is a regular Mustang when you need it to be. Cool. Equivalent mm-hmm. product positioning. This is easier to to deal with a little bit. Well, it greenhouse, uh, right? The CR-1's hood takes up like yeah. half the windshield. Because the this has a low. pretty big bulge, too. But the, but the CR-1 is like, you're literally blocking. like They block a comical... You look at cars that did that kind of shit in the 70s, you go, they'll never do that again. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> it's ram hair. Yeah, totally, dude. <laughs> um, but, no, I mean, this was... Um, in all the ways you needed it to be a regular Mustang, it's a regular Mustang, and then in all the ways you want it to be obnoxiously fast and loud, it's obnoxiously fast and loud. It's very, very fun to drive. I mean, there's no, I have no qualms with this thing dynamically. I mean, it's as good as any, as this platform could possibly be. Wow. You know? Um, I mean, there's I'm, there's a little couple little nitpicks in the video, but like, fundamentally, this thing is just—it's it, just bananas. It's so crazy. Does it handle?
1: Does it feel basically, you know, blindfold on like the GT three hundred and fifty, but with more power, or have they changed other things about it?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely a cause. It's 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 it feels every bit as manageable and predictable and drivable as the three hundred and fifty. But it's it's so much power. <laughs> I think their their product positioning is good. It's like it's like the GT2 or or maybe like the Turbo S or something like that mm-hmm. whereas, you know, your 350 is your 911 GT3 and and those cars are really well paired for the gearboxes they come with. There's people that'll be bitchy bitchy about this thing not having a manual. I doubt most of them have any intention of really driving it fast. Yeah. And if you or went out one, and tried really. to drive it really fast, I think you'd have a hard time. I mean, it, it, to like you know, to a point, it would be fine. This is 300 to a point. Three hundred more
1: horsepower than IMSA cars have. Like this is <laughs> yeah. people. I know there are people that have. <laughs> let's see. No one has sold. Or not very often, a car that makes this much power with a manual transmission in the history of time. The cars that have made this the much power, Zonda R, yeah, like and been this fast are race cars. Yeah, like, yeah, this that's is true. this is it's true. Uh, Can Am shit. Like that's what yeah. we're talking Production about. Production manual
0: power-wise. cars pretty much stopped in the high fives. Right. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it would be.
1: What was I watching? I was watching. Oh, I was watching Shift Talkers, at, you know, Glucker's show on Motor Trend, and someone asked like. Uh, what's the best car for burnouts? And someone said, you know, Hellcat. And then, <coughs> and then I think was it you? Maybe you were like, it should be a manual transmission instead. It's like yeah. a certain point when there's so much power, it doesn't really matter. But the only reason that you could possibly want this car for as a, with a manual is like if you are either a former Can-Am driver, and then hats off to you, <laughs> yeah. or you want to be able to. That's not good. Oh
0: GoPro just died. Yeah. Oh no.
1: Or you want to be able to do clutch drops, which you won't need because it has seven hundred fifty horsepower anyway. But
0: it's plugged in. WTF. So it's okay. Uh all is better with the kitten. So anyway, the GT five hundred is pretty freaking extraordinary. And I think I I I don't wanna I think it might win the muscle car war for the time being. Uh zl 11 le very impressive, mm-hmm. on track, amazing, beat it on it hard all day at VIR, the way Lee drove it was yeah. very impressive, but then when I got on the road, it just beat, it beat me up so badly, those race shocks, it tramlined, it bounced. It didn't have it,
1: mag ride, right?
0: It did not, it uses those crazy multi-matic Shocks. Oh, right, because if you want
1: the mag ride on the Z-L1, you have to get... The regular Z-L1. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the 1LE. So um, this had a better ride. This was easier to use. This didn't dart around, uh, whereas that did. And Hellcats, you know... This will smoke a Hellcat on the road. It'll car. smoke a Hellcat. Hellcats are hilarious. Yeah. They're great for what they are. They look cool. The wide body is an improvement. Yeah. But, but ultimately, they're, they're really stretching the legs of a very old platform. Yes. Um, you know, it, the Corvette, same thing. The dual-clutch gearbox really changes the game on how that car feels in terms of um, uh, how exotic it feels. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always been in a
1: slightly different camp. Right, right. it's almost like the pony cars are moving into territory that was previously owned by Corvette and Corvette yeah. is moving into territory that was owned by exotics
0: yeah yeah there you go um, and I think th- this this gearbox changes it to beyond normal Mustang stuff in the way that the flat plane crank in the other car makes that feel like more of a uh, an exotic engine than 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 just a regular Mustang engine
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. It sounded like Ripley was detecting aliens. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. You know,
0: we're at the beach. There's going to be some some weirdness going by. You know. What um, else I've written down? Anything? What else? Um, I have been uh, I've been riding this Ducati, oh, yeah. which is interesting, and I'm going to film it tomorrow. It's the uh, oh, that's not a great picture. It is the Ducati Scrambler Desert Sled. So the Scrambler. I thought it was the cheapest Ducati. It's actually not the cheapest Ducati. The the smallest engine uh, monsters, the Monster like seven hundred mm-hmm. and forty whatever, and the cheapest um, the cheapest motard are actually cheaper than this thing. Oh, okay, uh, this thing's like twelve thousand bucks. Which Ducatis, um, you know, you you can get into a very fast motorcycle for a relatively small amount of money. Um, but I was always <laughs> was there a fin under there? Or was that you? There's That's a cat me. Cat under there. <laughs> The uh, uh, Ducatis have always been surprised at how affordable the entry level models are. Like the monsters, start at like nine thousand bucks. Get you started. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this thing is about twelve, and so there's four versions of the Scrambler: uh, the Icon, which I rode last year, and that's just sort of a traditional kind of upright motorcycle. It's nice. Uh, there's the Full Throttle, which is the flat track style. Okay. The Cafe Racer. Which is that style, and then the desert sled, which is this. So this this is sort of takes after the style of uh, '60s and '70s <clears throat> Southern California uh, bikes. It's basically the Safari 911 of motorcycles. It's like an old school dirt bike. It's well, right? it's like this style. It's like it's not a dirt bike in term. It's 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 a multi use bike, like street and tar- and dirt. But it's in the '60s and '70s. It was a style where they would take a like a honda cb500 or something like that and sort of raise it stretch it a little bit knobbies and put a skid pan on it and that skid pan is where you get the name desert sled right because it's like right right so um so this what's cool about it is i didn't take it off road because i'm a pussy um is it's a little taller so for tall riders it's actually quite nice it's comfortable um, it's, uh, what is it, 73 horsepower and 50 pound-feet of torque. It's 460 pounds wet. Um, but it's fun for, you know, fun for the city. It's uh, It's got, what was it, something oh. yeah. It's got uh, uh, nice long travel, um, you know, shocks. It's got pretty good brakes. But, like, I'm going to make a video with this thing tomorrow, and I'm fucking nervous. Honestly. Talking
1: while riding, or just? I'm going to
0: try and talk while riding. I'm going to do some voiceover. I might do a little stand-up. But I'm just, like, not... Like, I'm not bad at riding. I'm fine at riding. Like, but like I say, like I, I, I'm i experienced rider in the same way a cab driver is an experienced driver. I've ridden thousands of miles around the city. Mm-hmm. I'm not race car... I'm not race bike guy. I'm not, like, crazy canyon, full-level, leather knee-dragger guy.
1: But I don't think you need that... A for this bike and like and I've watched some motorcycle reviews like Fort Fort Nine have you seen that channel the guy does a great job like amazing really clever stuff but his reviews it's not like stunt riding really fast stuff it's just about the bike and what it can do and what's good and bad and and the riding experience of it and like that's much more important especially with something that is a dual purpose motorcycle yeah
0: I'm not going to go on dirt honestly I'm afraid of I'm like Mm -hmm. one of the things about me and motorcycles is they fucking scare me they're they're supposed to, right? But like, there's people that don't have the fear, you know. There's people that have where their skill, you know, has has beaten the fear down, or where their line is further than mine, or whatever the fuck. Um, and there's people who have done dirt and are good at dirt and whatever. Like, dude, a, a day out of the hospital is a good day for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I went, I did, and 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 I looked in my fucking photo album. It has been of uh, almost thirteen months. Between this motorcycle and my last proper motorcycle, not counting my scooter. Yeah. And I'm, I ride a lot on my scooter, but, like, it's just... you To go from a Vespa to a tall motorcycle totally. is a completely different yeah. thing. You so, can
1: feel the ground... or Sorry, you can feel the uh, center of gravity being higher. Like, scooters, they feel... Like, the gra- the center of gravity is on the ground, basically. Like yeah. They feel, you know, like a Punch Me so Clown where they can't so really nimble. tip over, really nimble, yeah. easy to ride. It's like a golf cart. With
0: this, I'm, like, pushing the bars going, oh, my God, it's, like, so hard to lean this thing down. It yeah. really took, it took me probably 70 or 80 real miles of riding, not, you know, to, to be comfortable on this thing. And it's not a hard bike to ride. Timmy took it for a ride. He was comfortable in two seconds. Yeah. But for me, um, it's just getting back in that groove after a year, and it took a while. So I think it'll be fine. Like I had a nice canyon run on Sunday; it was great. Um, but it's not going i am not gonna be blowing anyone away with my knee dragging. I don't think. I don't think anyone be, is supposed to be dragging knees on this bike. I don't know. <laughs> like,
1: Corey so was like, "Someone could." Corey
0: was like, "You want to go do wheelies?" <laughs> Corey wants to do wheelies of everything, everything,
1: but but he only got his knee down for the first time at the track last weekend. So, don't think that, uh, that he would do that with everything. Yeah, you don't need to do that. Just ride it and talk about how it feels, I guess. Yeah. It's a pretty cool-looking bike. It's like, yeah, it's that weird throwback 70s style. Like, I'm not... I like the Supermotard. It looks better. But this is... It, you described it perfectly.
0: It's a safari motorcycle. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, an upright, urban bike that you mm-hmm. can take off-road. It's got the same kind of styling cues like my safari 911 has. It's got, like, these guards... On uh, on the for- front forks, like these mud guardy kind of yeah. things, skid plates, blacked out exhaust. It's, it's probably it's
1: stiff, more stiffly sprung than a mm-hmm. dirt bike, but it's softer than a street bike. So yeah. it's like that nice riding. Kind yeah, so if of, it's you like hit speed Touring-ish. bumps
0: and stuff, and it's cool. But you know, it's with the power it's got, and the fact that there's no windshield of any kind, it's really good up to about eighty. Yeah. At, at eighty. You are hanging on for dear life, you know unless if you if you tuck on it like okay, but like if you're upright and trying to ride at eighty, you're like hanging on and like just, you know? yeah it's like standing in a hurricane holding yeah. on to
1: a, holding on to a playground yeah, so you't do that you
0: go inside yeah, but i i really I really enjoyed my ride with it on uh, on saturday morning it was it was great fun, and uh i think I think the video'll be okay, it's just not going to be um you know. Right. Uh, I, 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 it's not going to be like a impressive
1: display. Well, I think dynamics. You're, you're used to driving fast in videos because you're yeah. good at that, and you're good at talking while doing it. And so you just just remove that expectation from your brain of yourself. You know, you don't have to do that. Yeah, this is. I'm looking at the scrambler. This is more is like the, the, flat one? One? That's yeah. the flat track one. the flat track one. And think. it's a very good looking bike in this it is. trim.
0: They all have different kind of exhausts, different wheel designs, yeah. but it's they're all of the same engine. I'm driving, uh, I'm dri- riding the 1100 in August. Blue 11? Yeah, okay. this is an 800. So the 1100 has like, I think it's... More power, baby. I think it's like 120 horsepower. More. <laughs> That's a lot. And they were like, would you like That's to get on the Street Fighter V4? It's 200 horsepower. I was like, no. Yeah. Actually, I, no, I actually don't. So fast. I don't want to at all. I was talking to someone.
1: They said that I think that was that bike where the power, though, is like like they hit that number in the top 200 mm-hmm. rpm but the rest of it feels like a little more manageable. That's possible. So it's definitely it's possible. It's still a fuck ton. I yeah. mean that's what, Honda Civic SI horsepower.
0: Yeah, it's just it's just crazy. It's really crazy. It's just crazy. too much. It's just I mean I I am sure there's a way to work yourself up to that, but I don't really have a desire to. No, yeah. No. I don't really enjoy going fast enough to scare myself. On a motorcycle, I know there's people who do enjoy that, but I, I don't. I what think what about Panigale? Like put you on one of these things? Nah, nah. <laughs> I could, I could. No, I would be, I'd be hurt in two seconds. But I really like the feeling of being on a motorcycle, like between 30 and 65. Mm-hmm. That's great. I'm really happy in that that zone.
1: It is a very unique feeling, like yeah. the whole. You're out. You can smell the environment around you. You feel like you are. You feel like you're doing something by yourself, even though you are being propelled by a machine. Whereas in a car, I feel like you're you're almost along for the like you're piloting the car, but right. it's only you're only doing it because engineers built this thing around you, and you're
0: like part of the. Well, you're you're not, in this pod. You're transferring your you're weight. Not, yeah, yeah. I mean, you really are. And there's you're no work.
1: There's less risk with a car, and I think the risk has something to do with the motorcycle. Like it's it's you are exposed and, and doing this activity with that exposure.
0: And you can really only be doing that activity i mean i know there's people who ride with bluetooth headsets and whatnot but i don't intentionally mm-hmm. and i i don't want distractions i i want to be doing it's part yeah. of the, that's part of what i really like about it's like phone off you know this is this is the activity totally
1: right yeah you can't check your phone there's yeah. a apparently there's an off-road riding school out by Perump. like you can yeah. do like learn to trail ride safely
0: if you could guarantee I wouldn't fall Can't over, do that. that's the problem. Nope, that's I really you. just like walking a lot and and having the ability to walk. Yeah, that's and fair. I I my I'm, I've already rolled too many dice in my stupid back. I don't yeah. care that there's going to be people that are going to find all kind of notes to write me about why I should do this and that. I don't want to. I mean, <laughs> I'm doing exactly. The, the amount of motorcycling yeah. that I want to be doing it's is fine. the amount because it's I'm a doing. very
1: risky thing. Like, yeah. at any speed, it can yeah. get you can get really. I hard. ride
0: terrified all the time. It's a good I'm way Constantly to do it. terrified. Yeah, yeah.
1: I still want to like. I want to do trail riding at some point. It I, seems but I have fun. Zero interest in street
0: stuff. It looks so cool on videos, and like I don't <laughs> see why I couldn't ride some basic trails. Mm-hmm. Maybe like if I did a little mountain biking. Hello, wife. Maybe if I did a little mountain biking you know, and got that under me or something, I could get down with it, but like... It I just, would definitely start there, because yeah. I think a lot of that applies. It just seems like a real good way to fuck myself
1: up. I thought I'd be good at, at dirt biking the few times I did it, because I'd done a lot of mountain biking, and then the first time I was trying to climb a hill and the bike slowed <laughs> down... And I couldn't just like move it how I wanted. I was like, what's happening? Yeah. I was like, a lot right now, so you better pay the fuck attention. <laughs> and then it, you know, tipped over. And I stalled the thing out, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. It, it's, it's suddenly very heavy when it's not going your way. Yeah. That's kind of what it was. Like, yeah. oh, this weighs 400 pounds. Yeah. Shit.
0: It looks so cool when other people do it. It but does. I, I, I know what that first little bit of learning curve is, and I don't want to fuck myself up getting through it. Do
1: you know who Bradley Slums is? Have you seen? No. Who's that? Bradley Slums is a motocross rider, sort Uh of. Uh, He has invented a new activity. Uh, Uh It's base jumping off a motorcycle. Oh! And the motorcycle has its own parachute. Also. Why? Yeah, because I can imagine this would get very expensive. Right. So this is him going off a sand dune that's like hundreds of feet tall. Yeah,
0: I've seen this. I've seen this video. So is the is the bike then on like a string? Yeah, that, like deploys when yeah, your shoot deploys. To shoot. Yeah, that's hilarious. So
1: he's really I was watching him. And he went to a hill climb and he like did a demo where he rode off the top of the hill on a jump and then pulled the shoot like in South Dakota. Yeah, and everyone the that, was like, oh, my God. And then he so rode awesome. up the hill on a bike he'd never ridden. And it was like we one of those hill climb bikes that has a like a snowmobile engine super yeah. fast. And uh. he rode all the way to the top perfectly. It's like that's how good you have to be. Yeah. So. To your point, like, people make it look easy. The guy that makes it look easy is so good, he started jumping off of the cliffs and pulling a
0: chute. Like, that's how good you have to be to go <laughs> no, up I'm the hill. Yeah, I'm not beating myself up over it, but most people that, I just feel weird. Like, I feel like, you know, I feel like I'm kind of qualified to talk about cars. I'm, I'm less mm-hmm. qualified to talk about bikes. Like, I researched it. I've ridden a pretty okay amount of bikes. I've probably ridden 25 different bikes. But, like, that's not that many. And so I'm just am a little insecure about, like, am I qualified to, like, tell people about this thing? Like, even when I started with cars, even if I, like, started making videos, I kind of knew, like, a lot already. Mm-hmm. I feel like I did. Well, you read Maybe a I magazines. Yeah, and I worked in a bunch of places with them. Like, I'm not, like, I can ride around, but, like, that's really it. So I don't know. You should call Zach Bowman or yeah. Sam.
1: Either of them, like, because they ride a lot. Yeah,
0: they, that that would be a tough advice. No, <laughs> Sam yeah. Smith is tough advice.
1: Then don't call him. Call Zach. But but like Zach would, I think, have good advice on how do you review a bike when you don't ride all the time. Yeah, like he's smart. You know, like it's, yeah. it's about the experience, not the not the zero to sixty time.
0: If I was riding, I wouldn't worry about it at all. Mm. It's Doing it on video, sure. I've never yeah. attempted to speak while riding on two wheels ever. There's not another person to talk to. I've never tried to talk. Right. <laughs> like, what if you? Driven, what if your first time ever trying to talk while driving a car to anybody was was to a camera? A trying to review. How the fuck are, How do you do that? You've never spoken to anyone while doing this activity, and now you I'm have, gonna let you edit this video. It's right? gonna be complicated. So, <laughs> fucking horrible. I have to call the Ducati people. Like, listen, I tried, but this is this is garbage. Hey man, they knew they knew what they were doing when they gave you the bike. You know, they knew what you did.
1: Like I do a lot of car stuff. Like here's a motorcycle. A lot yeah, of like,
0: years since we had to break out that they knew what we were doing. Right? They, they, we told last them. Last was all we cars doing. too. Yeah, yeah. We. uh... I had. We talked about last show. Like you know, I think briefly we mentioned doing a uh, GoFundMe or something for all cars. We had about twelve very enthusiastic people. That was okay. Perfect. Well, if each of them has seven grand, <laughs> yeah, then we're, we're in business.
1: We're perfect. <laughs> Are they all oil shakes? I hope. One of them, one of them was okay. Hey, you know what? Actually, all we need is him. Yeah, right. <laughs> sponsored, uh, sponsored
0: by what exactly?
1: Oh, um, I had a question. I was just talking about somebody with this. Uh, so Jason Camisa put up a post that was like it was a joke. It was like, oh look, these are the new M four, and the, the you know it has the big grills, and if you don't pay the. Like if you don't pay BMW subscription, they'll put the small grills back on. Subscription, right? Yeah. It was, it was a, and I think the joke is better if you flip it mm-hmm. where you get the good-looking small grill. But if yeah. you don't pay your bill, then they bring the big one. But do you think we'll ever see a day where they could brick or you know stop your car from moving if you are behind on payments? Yes. Like they have the tech, they could do that right now, probably with the technology.
0: <sighs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know if they would brick the car entirely, but they could absolutely fuck with it and take away features and do all kinds of stuff, yeah.
1: I mean, OnStar's been able yeah. to turn your car on for eight years, oh, right? Oh, yeah. At least. You're like, yeah. I lost my keys, here's my social, and they turn it on for you. Yeah. I don't know, I'm, I'm surprised that hasn't become a thing, where instead of repo people, it's just,
0: they just turn the car off. I think that's possible. I think <laughs> if you were to buy a connected vehicle from a manufacturer, and then you were to go through that manufacturers financing they own the financing also i right. suppose it's possible yeah. i think there there might be i mean i am clearly talking out of my ass at this point there might be a law against that mm. there might be a law against remote disabling of a vehicle for someone who's behind payments
1: maybe because in case there's like an emergency yeah. or something yeah yeah be interesting to know yeah I just, now that's not to say mm.
0: tracking and repossession Per se, but but and, and certainly uh, limiting of features, you know. Uh, that would be the funniest thing. If they're like, no air conditioning doesn't work, and like, and then
1: and then you hit the button, and they're like, you owe yeah. four thousand yes. two hundred, and they're like,
0: what? Like, yeah. I'm sweating. Like, yes, you are. Thumbprint print for authentication right. of funds. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I, it's another slippery slope that ends somewhere. But I bet it but ends there. Yeah, I mean, a lot, there seemed to be a lot of blowback off of BMW's suggestion that some features should be subscription-based.
1: Which, I, I mean, I agree with that. I think it was really expensive for a feature, and at the subscription service of it, I just think it's obnoxious. Like, you buy yeah. the car, pay just pay a flat fee, and then you own that feature for the rest of the time you own the car. Well, Same thing with when, to, when you, you resell sell a, a Tesla. If you sell the car to someone else, the feature stays. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. When, when Tesla was taking them away for when you resold it. That seems like horse shit. It just seems yeah. like horse shit. Yeah. I don't know, we you take the fucking door handles off. Like, it just, And I get that they have the power to do it, so once that, once that thing is created, that system is invented, mm-hmm. they're going to think, go, wow, what can we do with this new system? Yeah. And they did that, and everyone got really mad, and they
0: shouldn't do that. The it's system itself doesn't go back in the box. The systems, do they, they find a new way yeah. to use the, that system that's less immediately offensive to make it cheaper yeah no i mean or or other features that get taken away aren't aren't the seven thousand dollar autopilot yeah it's those. just rear seat belts yeah i, I guess they're <laughs> taking away uh the ludicrous mode which is crazy because ludicrous mode is is a thing where you got a different badge on the car right the yeah. badge had like the red line on it if it was ludicrous if mode. you buy
1: it, use hellcat and yeah. then you and sell you it got and then, then the dodge, dodge. They
0: turn off the red key. Yeah, like, that, be, that would be a good equivalent. Yeah, exactly. It would just, yeah. its just unfair. Oh, second owner, you only get the black key. Right. The oh, you want the red key? That's another ten Gs. Yeah. Yeah. That's just fucked up. That's I don't it's like so it. crazy. I'm not about that. No. Um, Adventure drives is coming up. I'm a little nervous about it because it's pandemic is getting worse right. and uh, it's pandemic season. What do you wearing? Pandemic season. Um, but. Uh, I'm still really excited to get out of L.A. for two weeks and I'm going to use do, use all the precautions um, and most of the time we're going to be in, either in a car or outside in open spaces so I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not doing the trip so I can go to states that have open bars Right oh. and, and visit the bars <laughs> that's not why we're doing that so yeah. uh, and you know we uh, we can't go into Canada obviously Um so it's uh, it's Washington and um, Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, and then we're driving back down through Utah afterwards in the in the Lamborghini Urus. Um, I think there's a couple spots left. If anyone's if anyone's trying to do that right now,
1: I think you're going to have a a variety a wide variety of attentiveness by which the hotel staff give
0: cleaning your hotel room. Well, we're staying in what are. Supposed Supposed to be very high end hotels Mm -hmm. So even in these You know in some of these I think uh, we're we're going to like Spokane and like Whitefish, Montana We're Mm -hmm. staying in like some of the best hotels In in these areas So Just buy some Like JF JF had to travel for work He drove everywhere He like
1: drove from California to New York Two days ago And they just They had spray and hand sanitizer When they got to a hotel room They sprayed the things they'll touch And that's what they're doing Yeah You know
0: I mean, it's what you can do. Right. I mean, it is what it is. I, 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 I can't. You know, I'm not visiting old people or children. I'm not going to bars. I'm not going to restaurants. But I can't. I can I can't. I can't do another. Especially because West Side's going to open like pretty yeah. soon, and I won't be able to go anywhere for a little while. I got. I got. I got to go. Go somewhere do something. for a little bit. So road trip to outdoor beautiful areas. Um, with my wife in a car with a lot of sanitizer and masks. You know,
1: I'm going to I'm going backpacking in 2 weeks and I'm yeah, going to find out if squirrels have coronavirus cuz yeah. that's what I'll be near.
0: Camping is a good thing to do. Yeah. But I hear uh, RV sales though. are like through the
1: roof I right bet. now. everybody yeah. wants an
0: RV right now.
1: It's genius. The RV yeah. the RV people have been waiting for this. Not intentionally, but like every time I drive by, you know those huge lots you drive yeah. by and there's 4800 RVs yeah. and it's like sale forever. <laughs> Because the depreciation is insane on yeah. this, like, plastic shed on wheels. Yeah. And now they're like, finally. But now it's the high-end ones. Now it's
0: like the ones that go... <laughs> All expansion?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Marble floors. That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's insane when you look at the really high-end stuff, what it looks like inside. Yeah. The race trailer. Yeah. Most people show up and, like, take up two spots. Like Ooh. The gentleman
0: drivers always have the best trailers. Yeah. Um. I'm going to call that a show. Good show. Uh... Tomorrow, well, tomorrow yeah, Tomorrow for us, Thursday for you guys listening, Lana Shear uh, of Everywhere. She <laughs> writes for everybody and does everything. Um, she's going to be joining us over Zoom. Yes. Yeah. All right. And I'm, we're going to go film those things in the morning, so we might have more to talk about, about that. Uh, thank you for joining us. Subscribe to our video channel, The Smoking Tire Podcast. Um, that's about Subscribe, it.
1: watch for new shirts on blipshift.com slash TST. Mm. Um, make sure you hit the alarm bell on both those subscriptions so you actually get notified when a new video comes up because YouTube subscription button is just for show, apparently.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Use the subscription button to show... Something for advertisers, and then you have to actually hit the alarm bell to know when we put things on. It's the
1: two keys for the nuclear. It's, a, it's weird. Code. It's a red it's
0: key it's, and the black key. It doesn't make yeah. sense. All right. That's yeah. it. We're powered by Shout Engine. Get your own podcast at shoutengine.com. It's easy. All you need is a microphone. Clearly, as we demonstrate, literally, all you need is a microphone, a connection to the internet, and ideally, something to say. Bye.